0: oh shit
1: oh yeah yeah we're
0: doing this hold on first of all we're in a a whole production in this whole. yeah so i feel like we just can't be like hey welcome to coast which ain't naturally
1: we gotta come up with something like interesting to do like Shit. I don't. What,
0: but uh, anywho, welcome back to Coast with Naturally. I'm your girl AJ.
1: My name is Channy. As usual,
0: as usual. Yeah.
1: And um, so we had a conversation,
0: and we were looking back at you know the last couple episodes, and we realized we never really did like a
1: like an introduction to like what exactly what this is.
0: I mean, you know, we did an introduction Like, hey, what's up, we here She
1: swears that we did an introduction We did, it was,
0: hey, what's up, we here We did an introduction That is not
1: an introduction That's an
0: introduction that say, hey nigga, we're here
1: Anyway, this is an introductory episode Hello, welcome to Code Switching Naturally
0: I mean, it's more of like a less defined define what Code Switching is Alright Not necessarily welcome to Code Switching Naturally Because, bitch, we're here Period Episode 3 Period, episode 3 I mean Let's we game. talk about it. So, for me, I have I may have a different definition of what code switching is. So I'll let you say what yours is, and then we might have the same one because we're literally like in sync, and I don't like it sometimes. It's really weird. That's true. Yeah.
1: Uh, for me, code switching is actual like a switch of dialect like uh, if we would really think about like linguistics and like break it down at that point the fact that we, we really as like black people speak two languages.
0: You better use your big words linguistics. Linguistics.
1: <laughs> linguistics. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yes. We speak two languages and we do um, and we, we actually switch between those very naturally. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hence Code, code switching, switching naturally, naturally. Uh-huh.
1: But like we actually do uh, We do that and to me That is what code switching is It's really the switch between two different dialects Or even several different dialects Depending on the kind of person you are Maybe you have lived in several places Like you, you've you lived in Florida You've lived up north The dialect that you use between the two is different And actually
0: let's, let's be more specific here I've lived in Cleveland, Ohio
1: Right. Jacksonville, Florida mm-hmm.
0: Daytona Beach then i lived in washington dc
1: exactly so he so, probably have a lot of dialects
0: you know what and it's crazy because when i go back up there i understand what the hell they're saying like okay like dmv
1: accent maybe listen
0: and then it be so i get the i get the lingo so i can actually watch the videos and laugh about it but it took me a minute to get there because this i used to work at a school and these kids They're not kids. But the people that used to work with me, he was like, man, that she jaw like curry me, Mo. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) What? First of all, let's break down the sentence. He jaw, no, I'm sorry. She jaw like curry me, Mo.
1: What does any of that mean, actually?
0: Basically, she was getting on his nerves.
1: Could have said to that
0: To simplify it Could have said he that He did say that
1: mm-hmm.
0: He did He said she jaw like her and me Mo Good point That's that, what he said That is what coach He what said is. what he said And he meant what he meant But I was like Did somebody literally You literally let somebody Pick you up and carry you Like I don't understand And who's Mo <laughs> And who Like I realized like Mo Or is the same thing As Jet down here Yeah So huh? I got that part Cause everybody was saying Mo For some reason So I understood that But what was What's What's interesting And pretty much we have the same definition But let's just be clear I can speak professional Or I can speak straight Ebonics Those are the two
1: See, Okay so interesting thing There is a lot of controversy about even calling it Ebonics Or even saying that there's a difference between speaking professional Or like things like that if we're being specific, it's called AAVE, which <laughs> is African American Vernacular English. Correct. And Ebonics, actually, because of where it's derived, is actually derogatory. Like, people don't actually use, like, the term Ebonics anymore.
0: Okay, so, so, okay, so since we're here, since, since you brought it up. I, okay. Nigga, it's Ebonics. Like, I bonically told y'all ass, I ain't finna do that shit.
1: I mean you can do that too i mean it's period i mean at the end of the day nigga was supposed to be offensive too and we did we use
0: that it was like fuck it what's up my nigga like
1: period <laughs> now
0: i will okay no I'm, I'm sorry i'm standing on that 10 toes i just think that but that's also the same thing of like okay well we take things back and make it make meaning and we take things back to make it fit for our society i get that I try not to use niggas so much, I really do. But sometimes a nigga is what a nigga does. Sometimes
1: niggas go nig. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like niggas go like nig. Like that
0: be thinking niggas go N- nigg. nig. <laughs> niggas go nig
1: and you going to have to call it out. And,
0: and and sometimes it's not that they're ignorant, but you do ignorant shit.
1: It's not even like, there is just certain things where I'm just like, it's not even ignorant. I'm just like, that's nigga shit. <laughs> that, that's some nigga shit. It could be actually hood intelligence is real and I call that nigga shit. You know what? Shit.
0: You know, okay, so the crates challenge is nigga shit. Yeah. That's Who some nigga f- shit. First of all, where the fuck they getting all these crates from? That's first of all. Listen, apparently and you can get it from $1.99. Nine.
1: A $1.99 nine from where? I
0: don't know. Dollar <laughs> no god no god i'm not gonna spend no dollar 99 on a crate to fall off of it and bust my ass and break some shit who's gonna do that obviously okay no i don't answer that so we're gonna get back on topic here we're gonna we're gonna go fat. Go, we're, we're niggas <laughs> pure d niggas <laughs> so um i think to further talk about code switching in itself um I didn't know code switching was a word for it until I got to my master's degree, and me and my friends were just having a conversation me and my other black friends mm-hmm. um actually i was i'm black, another one's from saint 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 croix saint Vincent she's from the virgin islands oh. and then the other one she is indian descent okay, but she grew up in d c so she never yeah yeah um it was just interesting to, to have that conversation because when we're not, when we weren't in class, it was vernacular all day every day, no problem. Mm-hmm. And even with us being from three totally different places, we still understood each other. Like it was still a commonality of, listen here, this is what I gotta say, this is what I'm, this is what I'm saying to you, and it all makes sense. Cause even though, okay, we can act like we all from different places, but the hood is the hood.
1: I think there's a lot of the the commonality amongst that, like, that that what you say is, like, the hood is the hood. That is that familial feeling that we create as black people. And let me say that. And it it grows into our language.
0: Some black people ain't grow up in the hood. I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't really grow up in the hood, hood. You know what I'm saying? Um, We we grew up in the, it was the urban suburbans. Urban suburbs. Mm-hmm. Urban Suburbans. because um, like if you go to over there now in Ohio, it, it's a little hood nowadays. But like when we were there, it was more like, hey, we're middle class people, and like we not poor, but we ain't rich neither.
1: Right.
0: Um, it was, you know, bump Thugs and Harmony, they mm-hmm. made videos. Um uh, that's where I grew up. Okay, like, we grew up within the same block vicinity. Right. Um. Randomly, I kind of remember one of the boys, the bump Thugs and Harmony Sons. I remember him a little bit. We used to play around in the same blocks, honey. It was a block radius on the east side. It was, it was a block radius. Anywho, moving forward. Um, and then I moved here, and my mom was like, no, nah, we're not going back to the hood. We stand on the south side. So <laughs> me and my friends used to like play around act like we was in the hood on Bay Meadows talking oh, about right. 9,800 blocks. Right, like it was so. It was so bad, but vernacular. I just, first of all, I hate the word way that sounds. Like you hate the word moist. I hate the word vernacular.
1: I mean, you don't have to use it again. Ebonics. (laughs) I mean, period. I don't. I don't care.
0: But also, since I'm a professional, you know, in professional
1: settings, because we still have to code switch in professional settings, you then have to say. Professionally, what it is.
0: I professionally tell people to kiss my ass every day. I professionally tell people to kiss my ass every day. I was like, mm, I'm
1: sorry. That you may I, test that theory at your earliest convenience.
0: <laughs> that is going to be my favorite thing ever. Fuck around to find out. <laughs> like, that was such a great video. It was, was just like, and then they said it's HR approved. And so, that. but the crazy thing is because of the work that I do and because I work with kids, I don't code switch with my kids. My kids don't want to hear about Well, your diagnosis is this. And I feel that because of your trauma and because of, they don't want to hear that shit.
1: That's probably They're true.
0: Kids. Yeah. First of all, they first of all, most of the words that I say to them, any bonics, they don't understand. Let's talk about it. I have middle schoolers who are still struggling to read at an eighth grade level or a sixth grade or a seventh grade level. Let's start there. That's that's true. So then when you try to say, hey, how does this make you feel? What you talking about? Hey, bro, what's your pressure? What's your problem? Like, I look my kids in my face. What, what's your pressure? They be like, what you talking about? With I say, First of all, what's your problem? Like, why you got an attitude? Who did it? Who, who did why? <laughs> Cause one and it was so funny, I even had a conversation with one of my babies last year. She was just like, Miss, she said, Why you talk like that? I said, Talk like what? She said, I'll like, ghetto. What is ghetto? What
1: That's is the that? Question. What is ghetto? I know I'm
0: not too ghetto. Okay, maybe just a
1: little bit. Maybe just a little bit. It's
0: okay, ghetto fabulous. Ghetto
1: ghetto. I am Sophisticated. Ratchet.
0: I am very you know what, and okay, we have to talk about this. Because being HBCU graduates
1: <laughs> So if it's the ratchet. especially
0: Cookman graduates, you have to admit that everybody who went to HBCU fits the personalities of their schools.
1: They do. The great buffoon Cookman University. The great. <laughs> yeah, we, we fit that. We, whenever we say it, we have to say it that With, way. Like you have to say the great
0: buffoon <laughs> Cookman University in Daytona Beach, Florida. Like
1: it's mandatory. the world's greatest beach,
0: the world's most famous <laughs> beach, okay? And so we realized like when you go to other HBCUs being from Cookman, you realize that we are really bougie But when it's time to get a little ratchet.
1: Absolutely. We will go we will go there. And you know what's really interesting? When I when I came back from high school, um like I came when I came back home from college mm-hmm. and I met with my friends from high school, I used to always hear, you came back so black. You got you know what? so black. And I'm black as fuck. And the thing is, that what's crazy is, girl, I've always been this black. <laughs> I have always been this black. <laughs>
0: okay, but great, great segue. So, because we've had this conversation off camera and we've had this conversation off You know, off the things. (laughs) Um, When did you really understand the gravity of your blackness?
1: Literally, when I the after the first semester of Cookman, and I came back home, and when I realized that the old friends that I used to have Mm -hmm. did not, I realized that some of them actually. When I became who I really was And like I settled if like I'm not gonna pretend I'm not gonna do this Code switching thing All the time Just because I feel like I have to Correct. Realize that they don't like me mm. I realize a lot of people Like they actually You don't like me
0: I think they were more comfortable With the you that you were giving them Because I, they can control yeah. it Yeah I think For me Excuse me I, It's so weird Because My mom even hated the fact that I said, you didn't teach me what it was like to be a black woman. She was like, I was always hard on you. Being hard on me does not mean that you're showing me how to be a black woman. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I understood my blackness. And And so I went from having a rap, a permed rap, to having a big ass afro. Mm -hmm. And so, and it wasn't because of, "Oh, I wanted to be down, or I wanted to be black, blacker, so to speak. It was I needed to discover who I was in the true essence of like me and understanding, "Girl, enjoy your blackness, and there's nothing wrong with being black, because they always tell you, "Oh, you're too loud, or you're too angry or you're too. "You damn right." Because right now what you said was stupid as fuck and I want to beat the fuck out you." How about that? I have a right to be mad, and a part of me being black is accepting the fact that sometimes what you say is stupid as hell, True. and I'm going to tell you about yourself, I've always been outspoken,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've always been talkative, mm-hmm. and I've always been me, like, it, Mama. <laughs> I've learned a lot of things from my mother when I was little, like, I learned how to be me in an opposite roundabout, offhanded way, right, um, like she did not like me couldn't stand me actually um she was just like sis (laughs) she said you were not the daughter i had pictured in my mind Mm -hmm. of what i wanted my daughter to be and she wanted to alter me or tell me to conform to and be this way I was like that doesn't make sense I'm not doing that
1: I think a lot of mothers do that They try to mold Especially their daughters They try to mold their daughters into a version That Even a version of of a woman That they couldn't have been Or that they didn't have the opportunity to be
0: Or one that's safe
1: Or one that is safe because of what they've experienced
0: And it's crazy because my mom has never Experienced racism Like ever
1: But she knows it could happen
0: well, that's because I've experienced racism. Mm-hmm. She didn't she's never experienced racism until I did. I experienced my first like encounter with racism at fourteen working at Chick fil A. Right. In the Avenue's Mall. And it wasn't from customers. It was from the people that I was working for. And so it was interesting to to experience it because in Ohio I'm gonna just tell you the white folk mind their business for the most part. They minded their business. They didn't look at you crazy. They didn't say, oh, you're not supposed to be here. They didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, they was on their side of town. We was on ours. If we intermingled here and and there, this is also what I learned. Southern people, y'all too damn friendly. (laughs) Like, why are you talking to me right now? Like, I, I remember when you had the, in church where they used to tell you to stand up and they'll come and greet you and say, hey, welcome to the church. We went to Bethel the first time I had pure D Anxiety and I don't have anxiety Cause I'm like why are all
1: these people Swarming us
0: To come and hey, say We're just hi? trying
1: to say hello Okay we want y'all to feel welcome <laughs> Or
0: walking down the street Y'all just say hey how you doing um, We don't relax. expect
1: much back I don't, That's the part like, we, we not expecting a lot Well I'm actually having a shitty day Can Let me tell you about it Okay
0: but then you still expect a I'm good have a good day Like you, you say hey And you're like Ugh. That's why people up north We don't do a lot of that talking We don't
1: that's true. We don't. Y'all don't. Y'all really don't New
0: York is worse yeah. Don't people don't Listen they'll bump your ass out the way I hate it I ain't that rude because they be on a mission. They be walking 15 miles an hour.
1: Yeah.
0: Get your ass out the way. And in D.C., I did get mad. It was walk to the left, stand to the right. Y'all tourists used to bring y'all ass to D.C. and be in the way. We got things to do, baby. This metro train only give you three minutes to get on that bitch and it leave you. And then you gotta wait another 12, 15 minutes for the next one to get there. Who has time for that? I got somewhere to be
1: I think that's, that's probably the general consensus Of most people who don't want to do that just, I, got, I got things to do, shut the hell up mm-hmm. But you know what, going back to like The first experience of racism I'm realizing that my first experience With racism was Microaggressions, I was learning what Microaggressions were Because I went to a middle school mm-hmm. Where the racial divide Was clear mm-hmm. Nobody. I went to Landon Ah It was very clear. White people were over here. Hispanic people were over here and black people were over here. And what I experienced is when I went to try and like hang out with people who look like me, apparently I'm not enough black for them. And then I went over to like white people and it was like, I'm not about to be one of your objects. My experience with the white people was like, we have a black friend.
0: Yeah, you were those, you were were that, hey, that token black friend, like I have black friends.
1: Yeah, and then, like, that, because I was uncomfortable and I was young at that age, I didn't know how to, like, navigate that experience. So, most of the time, I was just going to shut up. Oh, like, shit. when people did, like, uncomfortable things around me, I'm like, I don't know how to navigate this experience. I don't know what this is. You know, but I know this doesn't make me feel uncomfortable.
0: You know what's crazy? You know absolutely shit crazy? So, it's a running joke in our family, but it's absolutely true. Quentin has white friends but very few black friends and now i have all black friends and virtually no white friends at all i used to when i went i went to manager middle Mm. (laughs) let's start there and the friend i had i didn't realize that they were microaggressions until now like she would do things and she would just be like well you should just be happy that this is happening because they did this for you and i'm sorry who gives a fuck this was supposed to be my birthday. I don't want this. Like a it was just a lot weird. of
1: looking back on childhood, especially childhood friendships with people from outside of your race. Mm-hmm. You realize is microaggressions completely and that you didn't know how so to navigate weird. because you're young.
0: Because then I saw that they voted for Trump and they were all the you know all the rage. Child, the
1: the Trump epidemic. Uh, exposed it's still it's it's not it, it's still
0: <laughs> an epidemic.
1: Still an epidemic. It Dale. exposed a lot a of. People that I realized that Again you don't actually Like who I am I'm am a token for you
0: Correct. It, it makes it look It makes your races look less apparent For a little while longer And so it just Kind of masks you a little while Longer and I'm just like I can't help you with that Shit and so I realized I am who I am and I've always Pushed that as listen You, you gonna fuck with it or you don't yeah, and that included my family because I was like, my dad's side of the family—they are definitely um, black. They are fully black. We are from the hood. We are from Saginaw, Michigan. You can't tell us shit. And I love it because they are who they are. You gonna take it or you gonna leave it? And but at the time, because me and Quincy grew up so differently, mm-hmm. <laughs> before we got to Florida, we talked very proper. We said all of the ends of our syllables. And we were very much Ohioans. Very much so. And my parents had a particular way of how they want us to be raised. They did not want us to be raised a certain type of way. And if my family wasn't willing to deal with that, we couldn't go around them. And it was it was a problem at one point, but also because I was obnoxious as a child and talked a lot. You know.
1: I had a conversation with my sister about it because I really wanted to know like why why is it having like grown up always I've grown up in the south why is it that with me my my siblings that we've always been seemed or seemed different and when we talked about it it was because like our family is a very much a military family Mm -hmm. and very bougie and my grandmother was very much like a woman doesn't do that A, bl- a black oh. woman can't do that uh, She. I remember one of my first experiences With her I was crying and she said You're ugly when you cry I stopped Oh shit. She was very much that kind of person
0: What year was she born?
1: I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Pat Shh. did not talk about her age but
0: um, Cause Cause my grandmother it was weird Like okay so I never got to meet my Grandfathers they passed away before I was Oddly enough, my mom was pregnant with me when her father passed away. And um, my dad's father da- died when he was 17. Um, I think he was around 60-something. Like, my grandfather was born 1918, and my grandmother was born 1928. And my dad's the baby of 18, so you can imagine the amount of things that I've experienced oh, on that of side course. of the family.
1: Um, Plus, your family huge. It,
0: it's big as hell. But then, my mother's side, again... Their family grew up in the, you know, the upper middle class family in Cleveland, Ohio. They made the papers for being the b- first black family to build a house in this particular area of Cleveland. And
1: so it was... It was very much about image.
0: Not necessarily image. It was just they, they walked, they were different. They walked different. They, my grandmother was very smart, but she was a, a stay-at-home mom. Um, and then her and my grandfather did, like, you know, investment things and stuff like that. So they were like a couple.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm still upset though because she was really she was a really bomb seamstress, seamstress, and she used to make her and my grandfather's outfits and stuff. I was like, I really want those. I want those outfits, but they got rid of the clothes. Anywho, um, but it was her and my grandmother, and my grandfather, and then they had three daughters, mm-hmm. and each of the three daughters had two kids. Very simple. The youngest one had two two daughters, but then the oldest two had a boy and a girl. So it's literally only six of us. So I'm like, on that side of it, it's very much, it makes sense.
1: This is very cookie cutter. This very is exactly. Cookie cutter. <laughs> this is what it's we're very doing. Like,
0: hey, you do, this is what you do. You, you have your families and you teach them these things. And that's why I said, but well, you know my mother. Yeah. My mother is very sophisticated and she is very proper and things need to go in a certain order this is how you i get that this is how she thinks but i don't agree with it at all it's sometimes you just have to present yourself and be and do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in order to make it right in certain environments in society and i i'm gonna be honest fuck that shit i'm not doing that
1: and honestly i think that's a really that uh, that has to do with why we even started Doing this podcast Because black people are not a monolith There is several ways to be black And each, each one is valid I mean
0: also there's several ways to tell Somebody you got me fucked up
1: There's also that part
0: Because part of the <laughs> Part of this was because It stemmed a lot from that situation That happened with me at my job And me her and my brother Had it out Because it was just like What you mean? My life is not a game. I don't give a fuck about no game. I don't care about playing nobody game. I am me, and if I feel like somebody is harassing me or attacking me, and I can't show the fuck out the way I want to, that's a fucking problem.
1: Because that's the way it should it should be that we are allowed to be whatever variation of black that we are in every space. Unfortunately, we live in a world where apparently that is a problem.
0: Well, of course, because if you're if you're black. And especially okay, so most men don't agree with this, but fuck it, I don't give a shit. Um, black men still have a level of privilege that because they don't—they don't understand that they have. Yeah. And so when we say black women are at the bottom of the totem pole as far as privilege goes,
1: if you think about the actual hierarchy of like privilege, yeah,
0: because it's white men
1: white women white
0: women black, black men black, black women. women and then you get into when well, you want to add like okay sexuality and all that shit. okay you want
1: to add in sexuality you want to talk about maybe like the other fact that there's other races that exist in here but when we talk about in relation to white population and black population we understand it as it's been white men at the top all the time and on the bottom of the rung it's been black women
0: and it's so Okay hmm. Since when did people of color Become more than just black people When did that happen
1: When Okay so I feel like that happened When uh, other Other minority races Started realizing that yeah this shit's kind of Happened to us too I want to get involved uh, Okay cause and, when they be
0: like people of color And I be looking I be like baby what color you see on her skin Cause I the, don't see it
1: The thing is not to discount that like the minority races like the minorities all like they have their own struggles correct but you cannot compare that to the fact that black people have a different kind of experience here
0: and it's a different kind of experience that keeps trying to be pushed under the rug so okay on twitter today this man was reupholstering a, a very antique chair do you know it was real cotton and real slave hair they used hair of slaves
1: to upholster a fucking
0: that's chair. That's
1: to us. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different kind of trauma. A fucking that.
0: chair. And then, uh, then you were using babies, black slave, enslaved babies, as alligator bait. D- they won't even talk about the level of trauma and the level of despicable and atrocious things they did to people who were enslaved. Yeah. And then you want us there's no reparations. There's just, oh, it was 400 years and then you guys were free. No, bitch. There was 400 years then the chim- the Jim Crow laws that you decided to the, put in place. Like the
1: overarching effects that lasted that le- that last to this day. You guys like say that everybody has the same economic opportunities and Suck, that's no. not true.
0: That's not even halfway true. Like there's a whole bunch of Oh, shit, I just got thrown off. Hold on. There's a whole bunch of different, like, even if you walk into a bank and try to get a loan, they're automatically going to give you more interest, like, give you a higher interest rate just because you look black or are black, rather.
1: We could talk about
0: that all day, though. Listen, okay. So, (laughs) girl, you see, you about to get me started. All right. So now. We're going to wrap it up. This little thing. You know what? I love microphones, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But this little thing has been trying to hold my hand this whole episode, and I feel like it's a romantic. It's a romantic, and anywho, so it's time for um, music of the week. And hold on, where my phone? Because we gonna talk about this. She's gonna blow my head off with this. I am finna. I am finna go so off now. We we. Oh God. So I was on the shade room. Because I actually do like some of the debatables that they use. I hate the Um, shade
1: room.
0: I do hate the shade room. Because they are very much toxic. But um, sometimes they have these really dope musical questions. Or musical debates and stuff like that. So I go looking for those. So Lizzo. Hey queen. um, Decided she wanted to make a very trash. Trash list. For the most part. So, King of Pop, she said, was Michael Jackson.
1: Which is non-debated.
0: Non-debatable. We're not going to argue about that. That is what it is. Fuck that shit. Queen of Pop, though, she said, Janet
1: Jackson. Interesting choice. And that's all I'll say about that. Because is
0: she really considered pop? Okay. All right. Moving on. She said, Prince of Pop is Justin Bieber. Which, fuck no,
1: absolutely not. I will not accept that. I will not (laughs) accept that. I will not allow that to be said. Okay, but, okay, so,
0: if it's not Justin Bieber, then who? That is not the point here. (laughs) No, I'm asking, like, who
1: would you put in in place of that? Oh, that's really hard. Oh.
0: Because Prince of Pop, I'm thinking, maybe Justin Timberlake? Maybe?
1: Maybe? That is so hard to do. When you say "Prince of Pop," because I'm not here's sure. the thing, though. Here's the thing with Michael Jackson, right? He's the king of pop. He's the he only. He He's the king of pop, but he was also once a child, and he was still kicking it.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but can we was... give
1: it to him twice? No, <laughs> damn. Because he's
0: king of pop. That's why he's the king. You can't take that from him. He's the king. Mini Michael, clone him. Mini Michael. <laughs> but Mini Michael was also Mini Michael and Jackson Five. The princess of pop, pop. Anywho, 5. <laughs> the pop prince. I'm sorry, the princess of pop. She said was Britney Spears. Now,
1: uh, if we talk about pop in the like the general sense, as far as like what she's done for the genre, I'll I give could, it to her. Like I see what she's talking about. I, I, I she give was it to her. An, She Britney Spears was an icon for her time.
0: Okay, but we still need to figure out who the prince of pop is. But well, anywho, no, no, she said jo- the pop y'all princess can
1: tell us. What y'all think about that? I mean, okay, sure, fine. But the pop princess,
0: she said Rihanna. Anywho. <laughs> she said the queen of music is, um, is Beyoncé. And I can't give that to Beyoncé. I can't give it to her. I cannot. I cannot very well give her queen of music. And we have people like Whitney Houston and motherfucking hell um Diana what? Ross like we have so many we have so many icons Cher Donna Summers
1: like fuck I there's so many you know what I just thought about didn't they call Aaliyah Princess of Pop at some point
0: they called her Princess of something
1: I can't remember but
0: I can't remember but even in her short span we can give her that but anywho um then she said Queen of is Aretha duh um, queen of R&B Mariah Fuck
1: no I'm not giving Mariah anything
0: And then Queen of Hip Hop Soul Except voice lessons
1: <laughs> <laughs> And she can come for me About that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um Okay Um. Queen of Hip Hop Soul Is Mary J And Queen of Rock and Roll Tina Turner Okay sure I'm I'm really upset With her about Some of these choices But It's Anywho it's cool. Um so, song of the week for you.
1: Song of the week. I love Smino. Oh, you're smino. back with Smino. Yes, I am. Okay. And I have been listening to Netflix and Do Say constant. Constant. It's didn't my you, jam. Did you say that one of these episodes already? No, I did not.
0: But you did say Smino before. No, you didn't say Smino. No, I didn't. Just kidding.
1: Okay. But Smino, listen. smino Smino's so great. Smino, Smino's great. Lord. it's just
0: good i mean you know you can show me some things um because i didn't know about Smino and still until yeah is that bad is that bad okay um so song of the week for me would be mm, i've been listening to so many things but um her name is brie um babano i think i said that wrong totally wrong but her song my everything i've been in a really like gospel spirit this week and we like i that. listened to that song like at least 10 times Hallelujah. a day
1: because
0: for her to say if i lost everything and i didn't have anything you'll still be my everything praise him and on that note because jesus 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 is my homeboy yes and um i don't know i've been in a really w- different not weird space but a different space and so that song just reminds me that like because it's been a shit year bro and so even when I thought I lost my mind where I thought I lost my heart mm, where I thought I lost myself Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I still had everything sheesh all right well on that note we're gonna we need to wrap that up yeah I almost went there Mm. so (laughs) this was a great episode this was fun this is good. great oh yeah i'll just shout out to um R- wonder Never, <laughs> I said Media. Oh <laughs> i'm so sorry bob Wonderground media for allowing us this space and like allowing us to
1: record here because this is this is dope this is really great this has been so i love y'all
0: this is so great <laughs> we really appreciate it so yeah guys um eventually we're gonna start sharing our our social medias mine is private so you can't go on my page but you know it's okay um so yeah follow comment subscribe let us this know is definitely gonna up. be on
1: youtube yeah um code switch naturally share with your friends
0: yeah share with all your people and you know tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe i don't know why y'all keep watching and not subscribing we're like a good time so
1: literally there are 30 like list of views and we have, like, three subscribers. <laughs> Come on, like, like gone and subscribe. Legitimately, what the fuck, but okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> please, please, she's going to get very upset. But until next time, um sayonara, adios, hasta luego, hasta
1: mañana. Bye. All right.